Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of tunes and wings. My name is Sabine Spiedling and today I'll take you on a journey with Halos about the colors and textures in productions. I had the chance to talk to Dom from Halos and I have to admit I'm a big, big fan of their music. It's the perfect soundtrack for those autumn days because I think it's really emotional, it's really moody and intense and this all comes through the spheric melodies, synths and dreamy vocals. I spoke with them about their latest releases, East London, their new baby band member and so much more. Enjoy! Um, welcome to our interview. You are part of Halos and I'm really excited talking to you today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so I guess your summer for the four of us, for all of us, four of you were was quite different than to what you actually expected. Um, but nevertheless, you released three new tracks in the past month. And this was really enlightening um, in this current situation for all of us. And yeah, before we start talking about music, I would love to do a short check-in with you. Where are you right now? Because I, I can see you right now via, via video, but the podcast listeners might not. So where are you right now and how has your day been so far? Um, I, Well, uh, yeah, thank you. My day has been um, pretty normal. It's had coffee and... Um, um, Uh, yeah, I'm in my studio in my my home in Southeast London, um, in New Cross, and um, I mean I can give you a twirl, you can see it, but obviously other people can't. But you're you're kind of sitting on my my uh, uh, recording console, kind of wedged between two of the faders. It just about lets the uh, the phone stand there. But um, yeah, so welcome to the studio. Very nice. So I don't know if you could say something about it, but I recently saw a post on Instagram that Halos is um, pregnant, actually, and that the new band member is incoming. So um, Lottie is not here at the moment, but maybe you can say something about it, because I, I think pregnancy really, really changes your mood and the hormones, of course, and maybe you've got different thoughts and feelings that you haven't um, had before so do you see any influences that maybe comes into the music right now due to this situation well I mean um sorry one sec my cat is literally at the door being going <laughs> Speaking from babies, the cat is on the door. I know it's so funny. Like my my that's my my, my kid, um, little black and white cat. He was going crazy. So um, yeah, the um, uh, Lottie actually, in terms of um, uh, how how it was with her pregnancy, she, she was working literally pretty much up until the week she gave birth. So she was recording and, um, you know, um, little Otis was quite big. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure she'll, she'll want to like, you know, say a name at some point, but like baby was quite big. Um, and so she, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, physically it's in, uh, incredibly demanding. Um, I can't speak to it. I'm sure, you know, 
Dottie would have to speak to like <laughs> how everything was. But I, um, yeah, just was so impressed with, um, um, you know, her taking it on as part of, you know, us recording and stuff. And um, it was really amazing to see um, her body change and she was beautiful and radiant. And it was, um, yeah, so she's um, got her hands full now, not sleeping, feeding all hours of the day and, um, yeah, uh, generally being super mum. Very nice. Congratulations on the new band member. Uh, yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah, story in the in this really strange time and yeah, we're so so happy for them yeah very nice so coming back to the music um we already talked about the three tracks that you released during this summer one was unknown melody the second one was perfectly broken and in august hold on so tell us a bit about the origin story of the three tracks Yeah, I mean, um, so, the, I mean, obviously this year, uh, funny one, we, um, we, we, you know, we, all of our bookings disappeared and, you know, with that came an opportunity just to um, uh, try and put out more music and um, we found that we kind of found our path to, to kind of... Um, We, we, I mean, because we, we're, we're, we're completely independent in how we make the music, um, you know, we use my studio here and um, um, we, we, we found it quite liberating um, this, um, this period in, in a creative sense because, um, yeah, I suppose it's offered the opportunity of time and no distraction. So it really can, mm -hmm. we can concentrate on recorded music. Um, and um, Yeah, so hold on. Obviously, that's the the latest track. Um, is is one of our oldest songs. Um, it, it it actually kind of you know began you know a while ago, and um, sometimes the um, the sometimes these things don't quite make sense in the time that they were made, and then. Um, you know, you experience new things and there's a kind of a, a light bulb moment where you can kind of um, uh, complete them finally. And so mm -hmm. that was, that was really nice. It's quite um, cathartic to have that song come out because it's one of my, personally, it's one of my favorites. Um, and um, well. so really that, like that's it. been, that's been nice to release. And then um, Unknown Melody and Perfectly Broken form, um, a bit of an experiment i mean particularly perfectly broken in terms of the bpm um looking at a tempo which we wouldn't normally kind of look at and and um again in terms of the the current climate not necessarily at kind of anchoring them to an album per se I'm, i'm sure they they probably will end up being part of one but the um it kind of was quite liberating again that that word liberating in in this time um that kind of there's less pressure on it we just kind of um had this this one idea and just like and rolled with it and um so yeah i mean it's what it's what 160 bpm and that's much faster than we'd usually um um kind of write to and um yeah the um unknown melody uh uh was um was was the first song that 
we wrote in this new period, um, it it kind of something that Lottie and I started. Um, and I suppose it was a, a kind of, um, uh, in, in a sense, looking at some of the music that we we we, we hold dear in, in um, that kind of crossover of house music and um, and I suppose pop. Um, and yeah, using modular synthesis to kind of make the arps and stuff, just jamming vocal together and with, with the um, the electronic music, uh, the, the electronic instruments in the studio kind of formed the, the basis of this, um, this quite sequence heavy um, uh, song, which, um, you know, Lottie's melody kind of slowly unfolds. Um, and um, it, it really is kind of... Um, a homage to like being okay with not knowing what's coming next and mm-hmm. we found that at the time we we hadn't written about um kind of COVID-19 but when we kind of finished that song and then this all happened <laughs> it, it, it kind of uh I mean we finished it in in January I suppose and then you know you, you we really don't know what's coming next and it is good to um I, I suppose to 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 embrace that rather than um um rather than be fearful try and you know try and always look to to how you can make you know people around you and your life better and um yeah try and make the best of things in crappy circumstances and there was actually a very nice story um, with uh, Hold On, because in the video of Hold On, there are two dancers um, performing to the track, which is really, really amazing and a beautiful visuals. Um, but I think also other people sent in their performance videos, right? So how was the story or how did you feel about it? Yeah, yeah. So actually, that's kind of... um. So with... with um the the video for hold on we were working with elliot gonzo and um um we elliot and i had been talking about doing a a, a music video together and then obviously everything happened i keep saying that but you know all that stuff happened and and so we were we still wanted to work on something and he 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 mentioned that he had you know various documentary footage which um he hadn't used before so with um hold on he recut two separate documentaries about these two separate dancers um um and and you know that it, it, yeah it, it, somehow he found a synergy between them and the the way that they're moving in different styles of dance um kind of uh just that you know a wonderful beauty and with, with with that um we often see on instagram that people use um other dancers use um on music to um soundtrack their routines and um it's, it's one of our favorite things to see our music useful to be honest and um so i suppose in that sense it was kind of a homage to the people who use it but um we definitely are interested um we kind of with that i suppose you look with that you're looking at the instagram post we did and we we're, we're kind of um i suppose there's a little call to action where some of those dancers might be featured in something in the future um and it's something that we're working on um but um yeah it's you know music and movement it's um it, it it's just one of it's one of the biggest human joys um and um yeah so it's obviously no no um surprise that that's something that we we love 
Absolutely. And speaking from videos and um, visuals, um, I think your tracks could really work well as soundtrack for a movie. And if you could like pick one Thank movie you. where you think your tracks would fit best, which one would it be? Or maybe uh, of three. Very or interesting. I mean, I... We, I've always had this um, this dream of soundtracking a computer game, um, <laughs> and you know, there's, uh, I suppose, in terms of film, you know, a director like working with Christopher Nolan or something would be pretty cool, um, and you know, if we could do something like that justice, that would be wonderful. But you know, that's a pretty big that's a big shout. Um, but the yeah in terms of like you know some computer games have such incredible kind of storylines and so cinematic and but they're also immersive and so the the way that music works with it it's kind of linear and it changes but they all interconnect all these different motifs um you know a game like maybe the last of us you know part one that's it's got a wonderful soundtrack to it and um um it's this kind of acoustic guitar and it's kind of spookily kind of you know droning through and sometimes it's optimistic and sometimes it's really unpleasant and um yeah it's uh it's, yeah that you know any computer game kind of developers out there just you know we're, we're keen put us in coach we'll um we'll do a good job <laughs> very good <laughs> so You just said optimistic was one word that you described the music with. If I would need to describe it, um, I think words would be intense, moody, emotional. And this is coined through actually your spheric melodies, the synth and the dreamy vocals. Um, and over the years, I've seen that so many people tried to put a genre on your music. And one of them were like trip hop, indie, electro pop, electronica. Um, but I also think maybe your music has really developed over the years. How would you describe this development of your songs over the years? I mean, 2016 yes but you also did music before so when would you like to start and how would this timeline look like mm, interesting so i suppose um i think in 2014 i was massive sorry no not 2014 at all i was 14 years old um when you know my favorite guitar band came out with Kid A and I was introduced to electronic sounds. And so, you know, on that, on that record and in, in like everything in its right place, Radiohead's using like Prophet 5 and I was introduced to synthesizers and, and that was for me, probably my introduction to electronic music. And, um, you know, what, what stemmed from that was, oh, I suppose before that is mezzanine and things, but I, I don't know that there was um there's a certain kind of mood to Kid A that kind of pushed me into Bonobo and I don't know, there was like I suppose that sometimes lemon jelly as well. There's loads of things when I was like 14, which um um what was the Bonobo record? I think it was called was it Animal Magic? 
I think I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, so the electronic music kind of began then, and um, for a long time I, I, I merged it with with indie, um, and then I suppose you, you um, what one gets kind of. Com- uh, I suppose um, comfortable with with certain instruments, or, or more comfortable. And for me, um, it was synthesizers, and and um, so it, I think my first kind of like um, like vintage synthesizer was a Juno sixty, and I, I bought it like fourteen or fifteen years ago. And um, yeah, that fascination with 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 kind of how oscillators can make um, all sorts of different acoustic sounds um, or, or acoustic sounding sounds, um, you know, fascinated me. And and that merger with kind of quite traditional songwriting, where there's a, a, a just a very simple story in in each song, and you know, usually a fairly simple chord progression and um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just kind of, uh, it stems from that that moment, though. I think where I, I kind of, you know, when kind of electronic music met kind of guitars, and um, yeah, moved from there. So, and and speaking from Halos, um, like from the first release from 2016 to now, would you say it? If you would claim your music with genres, um, would you? say it changed or maybe from one to the other yeah i mean with full circle there was there was a deliberate sense um i, I really wanted with the production that i was doing i really wanted to kind of put boundaries on 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 the sounds um so in terms of the frequencies i suppose if you imagine like colors on a palette for for you know in terms of um, just painting a picture and uh, with full circle, I, I, I deliberately chose for the production, very simple colors and, and was really rigid about not, not going beyond that. And so full circles got a, a very um, kind of, um, I suppose, confined kind of uh, sense of frequency. And um, that was fine then. And I suppose, any random kindness i really wanted to kind of like broaden those um those boundaries and and you know we've got arthur playing acoustic guitar and that and all, all the way through to um uh to, to what well, i watch m- much wider array of synthesis as well not just subtractive but using kind of wavetable and fm synthesis and and um kind of that was uh, and a lot of modular synthesis as well so that that again rather than just like just the Juno 60 and a profit the the instrument kind of um pool kind of got slightly wider and I suppose what we wrote about was wider as well because in full circle we're writing about kind of quite internal feelings um to do with love and and lost love and unrequited love and um all those classic things that make writers write and then with ARK, it, it it stemmed from kind of uh, wanting to to write about climate change, really, um, and feeling quite guilty about touring and being on a bus and burning diesel while doing the art, which 
you know, we'd often have conversations about, um, you know, while doing our art, we'd, we'd meet people and we'd have conversations about, you know, climate change while contributing to it ourselves. And, and that, that's quite conflicting. Um, um, but ARK became a quite outward looking record and the themes within it were, um, I, I suppose they centered in the end on, on acts of kindness, but, um, the, the record itself is, is, you know, it, 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 it originated in, in, in kind of trying to map a, a kind of concept of climate change through the record. So it, it, it starts kind of calm and then the storm builds and then you're in the eye of the storm and then it, then it slowly dissipates as the, uh, as the storm recedes. Um, yeah. And where we're at now, I, 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 I don't know. I, th- I think we're not trying to overthink things, actually. I think, um, yeah, Any Random Kindness was quite an exhausting record for us to make, actually. Um, and I think we put lots of pressure in it, like classic things, the second record and loads of kind of um, expectation and things. And I think now we're settled into kind of, um, we're more relaxed with ourselves and what we're making. And I suppose if that can kind of be shown, then that's maybe the reason. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I really love the part where you started to describe the your art that is actually uh, um, audio art with a visual art, like where you uh, described it with the painting and the colors. That was really, um, yeah, nice to also for people maybe that are not making music to see what you're meaning. Um, so often, like it's it's color and it's texture as well. Um, yeah. I, I view when I listen to music, I actually kind of um, I kind of see in your not your my literal visual perception. I don't, but I kind of see them in my mind. I I you know the foundations, maybe the the, the bass and the sub bass is is a certain texture and. I kind of, you know, build a song um, out of the, the blocks that fit. Um, and yeah, it's, I suppose, weirdly quite architectural in a sense, it's kind of the pictures that I imagine when we're building. And I, I, I don't know that the, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one um, sometimes, but yeah. Really nice. You were mentioning before that you're living in Southeast um, London and I really like this area of London. Um, And as you know, Tunes and Rings is not only about music, but also about traveling, diving into local cultures, meeting the people that coined this scene. Um, you are not original from this place. So why did you choose East London as your home now? Yeah, well, I mean, so I, I when I first moved to London, I lived with my brother who um, had a flat in um It's on the Isle of Dogs, so it's just off the West Ferry Road. And that's basically, if you look at the, the map of London, that's the bit the, where the river curves around in a loop in the, in the east. And um, so that's where I started. And I kind of um, just stayed east from there. Um, so I, I moved to kind of Aldgate and Dalston and Haggerston. And, but in general, I was in Hackney. Um, my wife, Lynn, um, got into university at um, Goldsmiths, which is completely coincidental in terms of the name association. And, um, 
she um yeah she she studied psychology there and so we looked at houses in in um in southeast and actually it's really that's that's the reason why we were here and um since moving here three years ago i've absolutely loved this area um there's so many parks that I, 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 maybe I didn't have as a large appreciation for them before, but or I'm noticing them. I don't know. You know, people's brains tend to evolve and change, but I, I absolutely love them down here. And um, one in particular, considering your travel, you know, kind of hybrid um, blog, it is um, people should check out a place called Nunhead Cemetery, um, which is sounds bleak because it's got cemetery in it but actually it's an incredibly beautiful contemplative um place uh to 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 walk around and um uh it has an incredible view from the top which i won't spoil because um you'll be amazed if you travel there but um it's got an amazing view of central london that sounds beautiful (laughs) very nice so um yeah it's been actually by the way yeah. Sorry, I meant I should should shout out to um, the Royal Albert Pub as well because there's an amazing jazz scene and it hasn't obviously happened since March, but on Sundays um, they'd always have incredible musicians, jazz musicians um, who uh, either go to Goldsmiths or Trinity, um, uh, Greenwich Conservatoire, and they they try out you know various compositions that they've been working on um, in the bands that they've formed at their various colleges and it's. Um, yeah, it's just a brilliant scene on a Sunday evening. Um, I miss it massively. It's just literally yeah. down the road to go and see the most high quality jazz. And uh, it's really, really good. But yeah, you know, I can't wait for it to come back. You know, hopefully things get back to normal one day. That, but that's so true. I think social life and culture really makes a city to make you feel at home there. So that's what we are missing right now. So I really hope mm-hmm. this will change soon. So we are almost at the end of this year. It's um, end of October. Um, so what is your, what is maybe one thing that you're really looking forward to for the rest of the two months that are coming in this year, 2020? Yeah, well, I mean, um, we've actually got a, a new track out on Friday. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's going to be fun. That's, it's called I'm There. You can know because, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, you're here now. So, um, we, uh, looking forward to that. Um, and then there's, you know, there's loads of work to complete, you know, various other, uh, bits of music we've got before the end of the year. And, um, been very lucky. I've been very lucky to be working with some, some really amazing other artists while, um, you know, obviously it's it, it difficult for Halos to get together at the moment with um, um, Lottie looking after her baby. And um, so we, um, we're just kind of like work, working on, on things individually, but it gives a little bit of time to, um, to um, work with some other people as well. So that's um, been really great. And um, yes, feeling very lucky with that. Um, but in terms of travel plans and things like that, there are none. I mean, we, my wife um, is from Norway, and um, so uh, this year we kind of alternate which years we go to Norway versus um, my parents and stuff. And um, so this year uh, we don't really know because um, uh, you know it's uh, there's quarantines in place, and by the time you've you've quarantined your 14 days, 
Um, and then quarantine 14 days and return, you're looking at kind of a six week trip. Um, so it could be tricky, but again, with all these things, there's, 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 there's a way of looking at it, which is pure frustration, but we're, we're, you know, personally, we're not suffering. And, um, I know a lot of people have, um, incredible, uh, I've had incredible pain and, and real hardship this year. And so, um, really just thinking about those people and um and uh yeah just feeling lucky by ourselves that is so true Mm. um thank you so much for this interview i'm really excited for the new track to be released on uh friday and Thank you so much for this conversation. I'm really looking forward to all the art you are going to release in the future because I'm a huge fan. And um, when I want to dive into really intense feelings and this kind of melancholy, maybe, but also then the heights in between, your music is really perfect. Thank you so much. And I hope we will meet at a concert in person in the future very soon. Yeah, it would be so good to get back on the road again um, and uh, hopefully do it and everything. But yeah, it would be, be, be great. Um, thank you so much for your, for your, your time and um, yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting. What a nice conversation. I recommend tuning in in I'm There and end this interview with some highly emotional music. <laughs> Feel free to share this interview with like-minded people. Also, please let me know your feedback on the social media channels of Tunes and Wings, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. I'm looking forward to your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned.